Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Numbers chapter 35. And if I were to give this a title, it would be God prepares us for our worst days. God prepares us for our worst days. There's a there's an idea in this chapter called cities of refuge. And I think this is amazing and that God prepares us for journeys that we're going to walk through even before we get there because he is faithful and he is good. And I'm looking forward to getting in this together. But of course, as always, before we do that, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, subscribe. If you listen to the podcast, make sure you are giving us a five-star rating. You are commenting and telling us you know, what we're doing really well. If you have any ideas for us, let us know that. And make sure you are sharing this with someone. And be sure to go to our Facebook group at Bible Breakdown Discussion and let us know what God is doing in your life, how you are relating to these texts, what God is teaching you in this. Because I'm telling you, the more we dig, the more we find. And this is one today. As I was telling you before, if I were to give this a title, it would be the preparation for the worst days. I have this idea. I heard someone say this one time, and I've never seen this to be other than true. And that is this. Everybody that you know, including me and you, are is either just coming out of a spiritual battle, we're right in the middle of one, or getting ready to head into one. So let me say that again. Everybody we know, let's use it in the term of a storm. Everyone we know is either just coming out of a spiritual storm, we're in the middle of one, or we're just getting ready to head into one. It's just the way life works. As a matter of fact, Jesus gave us a promise one day, and he said, in this life, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so what Jesus is telling us is he's saying, because of just the way life is, there are seasons that we move through. We move through seasons that are wonderful, spring seasons, move through summer seasons where, man, everything is going great move through fall seasons where kind of things start to cool off in our life a little bit. Then we go through those barren winter seasons in our life. It's just the way it goes. And in today's text, God is preparing them for when they fulfill his promise, when they go and they take over the promised land. But even in the blessing, God knows bad things sometimes happen to good people. It's the nature of this sin-filled world that we're in. And so he creates these cities of refuge so that when bad things happen, there's still a provision for you so that you can still find these, these oasis moments in these desert situations. So I want to, I want to jump in this together. There's two sections to this, and we're going to stop along the way and discuss this. And man, I just see so much value in what we're going to talk about today. So if you've got your NLT Bible open with you, you know, Numbers chapter 35, let's start with verse one, talking about the towns for the Levites. God's word says, while Israel was camped beside the Jordan and the plains of Moab across from Jericho, the Lord said to Moses, command the people of Israel to give to the Levites from their property certain towns to live in, along with the surrounding pasture lands. These towns will be for the Levites to live in, and the surrounding lands will provide pasture for their cattle, flocks, and other livestock. The pasture land assigned to the Levites around these towns will extend 1,500 feet from the town walls in every direction. Measure off 3,000 feet outside the town walls in every direction, east, south, west, and north, with the towns at the center. These areas will serve as their larger pasture land for the towns. Six of the towns will give the Levites 
you give the Levites will be cities of refuge where a person who has accidentally killed someone can flee for safety. In addition, give them 42 other towns. In all, 48 towns with their surrounding pasture lands will be given to the Levites. These towns will come from the property of the people of Israel. The larger tribes will give more towns to the Levites, while the smaller tribes will give fewer. Each tribe will give property in proportion to the size of its land. So if you see what's going on here, the while they're in the, the wilderness and they're going through, you had the tabernacle in the center of the camp. Then you had the Levites surrounding it. And then out of that, you had the other um, had the other uh, tribes. But once they get into the promised land, what's going to happen is that you know, peppered throughout all the different regions, there were going to be these towns for the Levites so that the Levites would actually live among the other tribes. And then when it was their turn to go and assist in the tabernacle, they would go and then come back again so that the people of God, if you think about it, the, the people chosen for that ministry were always intended to not be, you know, not, not to be secluded from everyone else, but to be part of everyone else. I think that's a great lesson for us in today's culture, that in today's culture, we as the people of God, we are not supposed to be of the world, but we are supposed to be in the world and doing life with other people. So what are these cities of refuge? I love this idea. So let's read this together, starting at verse 9. The Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, designate cities of refuge in which the people can flee if they have killed someone accidentally. These cities will be placed a place of protection from a dead person's relatives who want to avenge the death. The slayer must not be put to death before being tried by the community. Designate six cities of refuge for yourselves, three on the east side of the Jordan River and three on the west side uh, in the land of Canaan. These cities are for the protection of the Israelites foreigners living among you and traveling merchants. Anyone who accidentally kills someone may flee there for safety. But if someone strikes and kills another person with a piece of iron, it is murder and the murderer must be executed. Or if someone with a stone in his hand strikes and kills another person, it is murder and that murderer must be put to death. Or if someone strikes and kills another person with a wooden object, it is murder and the murderer must be put to death. The victim's nearest relative is responsible for putting the murderer to death. When they meet, the avenger must put the murderer to death. So if someone hates another person and awaits an, an ambush, then pushes him or throws something at him and he hides, it is murder. Or if someone hates another person and hits him with a fist and he dies, it is murder. In such cases, the avenger must put the murderer to death when they meet. But suppose someone pushes another person without having shown previous hostility or throws something that unintentionally hits another person who accidentally drops a stone on someone, though they were not enemies, and that person dies. If this should happen, the community must follow these regulations in making a judgment between the slayer and the avenger and the victim's nearest relative. The community must protect the slayer from the avenger and must escort the slayer back to live in the city of refuge to which he fled. There must remain until the death of the high priest. There he must remain till the death of the high priest who is anointed with the sacred oil. But if the slayer ever leaves the limits of the city of refuge, the avenger finds him outside the city and kills him, it will not be considered murder. The slayer should have stayed inside the city of refuge until the death of the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the slayer may return to his own property. These are legal requirements for you to observe from generation to generation wherever you may live. 
All murderers must be put to death, but only if evidence is presented by more than one witness. No one may put to be put to death on the testimony of only one witness. Also, you must never accept a ransom payment for the life of someone judged guilty of murder and subject to execution. Murderers must always be put to death and never accept a ransom payment from anyone who has fled to a city of refuge, allowing a slayer to return to his property before the death of the high priest. This will ensure that the land where you live will not be polluted, for a murderer, a murderer pollutes the land, and no sacrifice except the execution of the murderer can purify the land from murder. You must not defile the land where you live, for I live there myself. I am the Lord who lives among the people of Israel. So, in this ancient culture, the highest crime you could commit was murder. And one of the reasons why this was, was because God had told them, you are made in my image and in my likeness. You are my special creation. So when you murder someone else, you are not just an act of violence against that person, but an act of violence against me, God. So God takes murder extremely seriously. But here's the thing. What if it wasn't on purpose? Well, what I love about that is that God says, if you kill someone, but it's not on purpose, there's mercy for you. Now, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to go to this city of refuge, but go there until we can figure out what's going on. I love that so very much because in my life and in so many people's lives I've talked to, sometimes we go through difficult seasons that we brought on ourselves. You know, we, we did the bad thing for the bad reason, and we now have a bad season to walk through. But what about other situations when, yeah, maybe we made a bad decision or something, but it wasn't intentional? Well, the thing is, is that God gives us grace that even if you are going to have to go through a difficult season, I'm not going to add my judgment to it. Sometimes we go through bad seasons because of things that you know are outside of our control. But we have to realize sometimes that's just a bad season. It's not the judgment of God coming on us. And so remember the whole idea of the book of Numbers is learning how to trust in the Lord. And one of the things that fills me with trust in God is to realize that God is just. God is just. God knows our hearts. He knows for the intentional things that we do and the unintentional things we do. And so sometimes when we go through bad seasons, it is a, a form of us having to pay the price for sin that we have done. God forgives us of our sin, but we have to walk out that judgment. But sometimes there's bad things that are done to us. And so we may have to walk out difficult seasons, but there's no judgment added to it because God knows our hearts. And I hope that encourages some of you today to realize that maybe maybe you're going through a difficult season, and if you and I were both honest with one another, we would say, I did this. You know, I, I kind of earned this a little bit. And if so, there's forgiveness for you, and there's mercy. But what about for some of us who say, you know, I'm going through a difficult season, and I'm going through a difficult season because I did the right thing, because I told the truth when I could have lied or whatever. Here's the thing. God knows, and he will not add his judgment to that season. But rather, I believe you can feel the peace of God even in the middle of the worst storms in life because God is just and God knows our hearts. And I hope that encourages you today. God's been speaking to us in his word. Let's pray and ask God to put this on the inside of us or read our scripture and we'll be done for today. Father, thank you so much that you know us and you see us. And even in this moment, I think maybe there's somebody listening to this podcast. They're going through a difficult season right now that they did not create. It's something that somebody else created, but they're having to walk through it. Holy Spirit, I just ask you that you would put down deep inside of them that peace of knowing that you are with them. But God, I also pray for that person that they brought this season on themselves. They Bad things, bad situations. 
I pray for them as well, the Holy Spirit, that you'll help them to realize that they've never been more loved than they are right now, that we turn to you, we confess our sins, we get our lives right with you, and even in the darkest hour, we can experience your peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Don't forget, God's word says in Numbers chapter 6, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. I love you, and I look forward to finishing up the book of Numbers tomorrow with Numbers chapter 36.